Hello everyone, so this episode will be, I'm not going to say I'll never do an episode on sex again because that is unrealistic and there's always more to learn about the subject. What I think what I'll do with this episode is make this my final episode about my sexual past and how I'm moving sexually forward. That is reasonable and realistic for me to do because there's no more details to say about that time in my life after this. So... I know for certain that once I publish this episode, I won't be doing another sex episode about how it was for me back then and how I'm moving forward now. Without further ado, let's go direct into the topic at hand. I have learned not to have sex out of dread. I've learned not to have sex out of distress. I've learned not to have sex out of worry. I've learned not to have sex out of fear. I've learned not to have sex out of apprehension. I've learned not to have sex out of uneasiness. I've learned not to have sex out of suspense. I've learned not to have sex out of anxiety. I've learned not to have sex out of nervousness. I've learned not to have sex out of mortification. I've learned not to have sex out of hysteria. I've learned not to have sex out of panic. I've learned not to have sex out of terror. I've learned not to have sex out of horror. I've learned not to have sex out of fright. I've learned not to have sex out of shock. I've learned not to have sex out of alarm. I've learned not to have sex out of false sympathy. I've learned not to have sex out of mono no aware. I've learned not to have sex out of false pity. I've learned not to have sex out of rejection. I've learned not to have sex out of loneliness. I've learned not to have sex out of isolation. I've learned not to have sex out of insults. I've learned not to have sex out of insecurity. I've learned not to have sex out of humiliation. I've learned not to have sex out of homesickness. I've learned not to have sex out of embarrassment. I've learned not to have sex out of dejection. I've learned not to have sex out of defeatism. I've learned not to have sex out of alienation. I've learned not to have sex out of neglect. I've learned not to have sex out of remorse. I've learned not to have sex out of regret. I've learned not to have sex out of guilt. I've learned not to have sex out of shame. I've learned not to have sex out of displeasure. I've learned not to have sex out of dismay. I've learned not to have sex out of disappointment. I've learned not to have sex out of melancholy. I've learned not to have sex out of misery. I've learned not to have sex out of woe. I've learned not to have sex out of sorrow. I've learned not to have sex out of grief. I've learned not to have sex out of unhappiness. I've learned not to have sex out of glumness. I've learned not to have sex out of gloom. I've learned not to have sex out of despair. 
I've learned not to have sex out of depression. I've learned not to have sex out of sadness. I've learned not to have sex out of hurt. I've learned not to have sex out of anguish. I've learned not to have sex out of agony. I've learned not to have sex out of suffering. I've learned not to have sex out of torture. I've learned not to have sex out of torment. I've learned not to have sex out of jealousy. I've learned not to have sex out of envy. I've learned not to have sex out of loathing. I've learned not to have sex out of contempt. I've learned not to have sex out of revulsion. I've learned not to have sex out of disgust. I've learned not to have sex out of resentment. I've learned not to have sex out of dislike. I've learned not to have sex out of vengefulness. I've learned not to have sex out of spite. I've learned not to have sex out of scorn. I've learned not to have sex out of hatred. I've learned not to have sex out of bitterness. I've learned not to have sex out of ferocity. I've learned not to have sex out of hostility. I've learned not to have sex out of wrath. I've learned not to have sex out of fury. I've learned not to have sex out of outrage. I've learned not to have sex out of anger. I've learned not to have sex out of rage. I've learned not to have sex out of frustration. I've learned not to have sex out of exasperation. I've learned not to have sex out of crossbatch. I've learned not to have sex when I'm grumpy. I've learned not to have sex when I'm grouchy. I've learned not to have sex out of annoyance. I've learned not to have sex out of agitation. I've learned not to have sex out of aggravation. I've learned not to have sex out of irritability. And I've learned not to have sex out of confusion. And the reason why I started off in these ways is because I have done more sexual inventory about myself and I've learned that in life, as you travel the world, the world of your country, your continent or other countries and continents, other islands too. That, in fact, traveling everywhere in the world, there are some people that confuse casual sex for committed sex. And there are some people who confuse committed sex for casual sex. To me, that means that It's no different than high school and college, which are the most common places for those sexual relationship bewilderment to occur. When you are a public figure and the public knows that you have no interest in getting married, some people will go along with it just to change your mind. They will go along the casual sex. Then they'll go, hey, I gave you vibes that I want to commit it. So you have to make it committed for me. That does happen. And when you don't, sexual orientation rumors about you are spread. Gender identity rumors about you are spread. Um... 
sexual performance anxiety rumors about your spread uh genital appearance disappointment rumors about your spread uh sexual um subpar sexual performance rumors about your spread and a lack of ejaculation rumors about your spread I'm just being honest so I've had I have to vet people more than most people because for me there are some people who are unhealed and they want you to do all the healing work in the relationship for them so they want to get with you quality person even though they're not a quality person themselves and they want to make you their everything you have to be you have to be the cook all the time you have to be the custodian all the time you have to be the parent all the time and you have to be all things to to them all the time like you always have to give the answers and you always have to do all the heavy lifting while they get to just be overly submissive and you always get the blame for everything if if anything goes wrong so you have those people out here who because they refuse to work on themselves they'll just get with you without doing any healing work for themselves and those are the type of people I don't sleep with I'm basically in layman's terms you have those needy clingy people who well I got a quality person even though I haven't done what I'm supposed to do in life to be a quality person myself yay this is easy sex and and they have this whole thing where the way they latch on to you it's out of out of severe desperation, a warped sense of hunger, a false sense of thirst. So they cling to you out of vicarious success. All my success is because of this person, right? Not because of themselves. And it's a form of vicarious living. Everything good about my life because of this person. Everything bad about my life is because of that person too. So you have that going on. Those are the type of people I do not make time for ever. And then what I've learned in life is that... um, And this is definitely the truth. 
I have learned we'll go through it two more times I've learned not to masturbate out of dread I've learned not to masturbate out of distress I've learned not to masturbate out of worry I've learned not to masturbate out of fear I've learned not to masturbate out of apprehension I've learned not to masturbate out of uneasiness I've learned not to masturbate out of suspense I've learned not to masturbate out of anxiety I've learned not to masturbate out of nervousness. I've learned not to masturbate out of mortification. I've learned not to masturbate out of hysteria. I've learned not to masturbate out of panic. I've learned not to masturbate out of ter- I learned not to masturbate out of terror. I've learned not to masturbate out of horror. I've learned not to masturbate out of fright. I've learned not to masturbate out of fear. I've learned not to masturbate out of shock. I've learned not to masturbate out of alarm. I've learned not to masturbate out of false sympathy. I've learned not to masturbate out of mono-aware. I've learned not to masturbate out of false pity. I've learned not to masturbate out of rejection. I've learned not to masturbate out of loneliness. I've learned not to masturbate out of isolation. I've learned not to masturbate out of insults. I've learned not to masturbate out of insecurity. I've learned not to masturbate out of humiliation. I learned not to masturbate out of homesickness. I learned not to masturbate out of embarrassment. I learned not to masturbate out of dejection. I learned not to masturbate out of defeatism. I learned not to masturbate out of alienation. I learned not to masturbate out of neglect. I learned not to masturbate out of remorse. I learned not to masturbate out of regret. I learned not to masturbate out of guilt. I learned not to masturbate out of shame. I learned not to masturbate out of displeasure. I learned not to masturbate out of dismay. I learned not to masturbate out of disappointment. I learned not to masturbate out of melancholy. I learned not to masturbate out of misery. I learned not to masturbate out of woe. I learned not to masturbate out of sorrow. I learned not to masturbate out of grief. I learned not to masturbate out of unhappiness. I learned not to masturbate out of glumness. I learned not to masturbate out of gloom. I learned not to masturbate out of despair. I learned not to masturbate out of depression. I learned not to masturbate out of sadness. I learned not to masturbate out of hurt. I learned not to masturbate out of anguish. I learned not to masturbate out of agony. I learned not to masturbate out of suffering. I learned not to masturbate out of torture. I learned not to masturbate out of torment. I learned not to masturbate out of jealousy. I learned not to masturbate out of envy. I learned not to masturbate out of loathing. I learned not to masturbate out of contempt. I learned not to masturbate out of revulsion. I learned not to masturbate out of disgust. I learned not to masturbate out of resentment. I learned not to masturbate out of dislike. I've learned not to masturbate out of vengefulness. I learned not to masturbate out of spite. I learned not to masturbate out of scorn. I learned not to masturbate out of hatred. I learned not to masturbate out of bitterness. I learned not to masturbate out of ferocity. I learned not to masturbate out of hostility. I learned not to masturbate out of wrath. I've learned not to masturbate out of fury. I've learned not to masturbate out of outrage. I've learned not to masturbate out of anger. I've learned not to masturbate out of frustration. I've learned not to masturbate out of rage. I've learned not to masturbate out of exasperation. I've learned not to masturbate out of cross patch. I've learned not to masturbate when I'm grumpy. I've learned not to masturbate when I'm grouchy. I've learned not to masturbate out of annoyance. I've learned not to masturbate out of agitation. I've learned not to masturbate out of aggravation. I've learned not to masturbate out of irritability. 
and I've learned not to masturbate out of confusion. And the reason why I say that and everything I just said is because I grew up in a world where emptiness and incompleteness drove the sexual decisions of people. I also grew up in a world where chronic stress drove the sexual decisions of people too. So In the, in the organized crime world, I call it disorganized crime world, I was taught the lie of viewing sex as a conquest contest. I was taught the lie that it's okay to have sex with as many partners as you possibly can. I can honestly tell you that chronic stress, emptiness, and and incompleteness are no longer factors in my sexual decisions. I can tell you that I don't view sex as a conquest contest. And I can tell you that I refuse to have sex with as many partners as I possibly can. When I was in the disorganized crime world, I was taught to view partners as disposable rubbish. I know that's a lie. That's why I don't view partners as disposable rubbish. I don't always have to be in control. And I don't always need to be in control sexually. Yes, I should always have sexual self-control all the time, but I don't always need to be in control. I don't know. I don't always need to be in control sexually. And the reason why that is is because Because I like to have compassionate, constructive, productive partnerships. And 
I enjoy being sexually uninhibited, being erotically uninhibited. And our sensual expressions are not tainted nor stifled at all whatsoever. I was taught to only value the physical attractiveness of a woman and if she quote unquote lacked that then I was taught to to stay away from her. I was only taught to be around um, physically attractive women just because of their looks and that's it. Those are all lies. I know. Those are all lies. And I value inner beauty over outward appearance. And I have learned the importance of acknowledging all types of consent. So I was taught the lie within disorganized crime. Keep going. If she don't say no, and if she does say no, still keep going. Those are all lies. I have learned that Sexual congruency, verbally and non-verbally, the more we do both, that means that there will also have the full-blown sex will keep increasing in terms of its built-in quality. I was taught to embrace the male entitlement to sex. Which is a lie. Um, the se- sexual patriarchal hypermasculinity I was taught to embrace that. I know that's a lie. I was taught male entitlement to female bodies. And I know that's a lie. I was also taught these other lies. Growing up, I was taught female entitlement to sex. I know that's a lie. I was taught that 
I was taught female entitlement to male bodies. I know that's a lie. Um, I was taught that Females should have sex with as many males as they possibly can. I was taught that females should view sex as a conquest contest. I know these are all lies. Females in disorganized crime were taught to sow their wild oats too. That's a lie. I'm talking about what I was taught is a lie. Um, I was taught that males should view sex as a conquest contest and should have sex with as many females as they possibly can. Just all lies, lies, lies. Um, in the disorganized crime world I was taught that females should view males as disposable rubbish and that males should view females as disposable rubbish in terms of the sexual partnership so to speak and that I was taught that females should always be in control sexually and males should always be in control sexually and females should always be in control males always be in control and I was taught that um, sensual expression has to be stifled and tainted when it comes to men and women and that there should be no compassionate, constructive, reductive partnerships When it comes to men and women, lies, 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 lies. I was taught that women should only deal with physically attractive men. And men should only deal with physically attractive women. So I was taught that if a female is around an ugly man, she should stay away from him. And that if a man is around an ugly woman, he should stay away from her. Only deal with each other in terms of looks. And that's it. And um, these are just lies upon lies. Like, value outer beauty above everything. That's what I was taught. Which is just all... Deceit. I was taught that if he doesn't stop you, you're good to go. If she doesn't stop you, you're good to go. I was taught sexual misandry. I was also taught sexual misogyny too. Um, I was taught that there's really no consent when it comes to men and women. And that there needs no... um, 
increasing of quality of sex when it comes to you really don't have to communicate like that just get it on I was taught to forgo birth control of all types when it came to sex so these were the lies that I was taught that distorted male sexuality hurt men these are lies that I was taught that distort female sexuality and hurt women um And I was taught to view, um, I was taught to, to embrace penis envy, which I don't, which, because it's a lie. And that women were gra- uh, graded based upon who had the curviest, biggest chest, buttocks, hip waist region, just more and more deceit being piled on. Um, And I was also taught to lie. Whoever has the big, uh, widest, biggest, longest penis and testicles you were considered a a real man and if you didn't have that you weren't considered a real man just lies again lies upon lies upon lies upon lies the queerphobic heteronormativity those were the lies I was taught I was taught the lies that, I was taught the lie that size is everything. I was taught the lie that sex is all about penetration. I was taught the lie that all men have penises. I was taught the lie that boys are always down to fuck and that boys, and that men are always down to fuck too. I was taught the lie that boys can't be raped and men can't be raped. I was taught the lie that boys don't need the HPV vaccine and men don't need the HPV vaccine. I was taught the lie that porn is always the best way to learn about sex. I was taught the lie that sex is over when a man finishes. 
I was taught the lie that sex should last for hours. I was taught the lie that LGBTQI plus men are closeted gays. G-A-Y-S. I was taught the lie that straight men don't do butt stuff. I was taught the lie that oral and anal sex are safer than vaginal sex. I was taught the lie that a a boner always means a guy wants sex and vice versa. I was taught the lie that boys in relationships and men in relationships are whipped. I was taught the lie that if she doesn't say no, that means yes. I was taught the lie that women and their genitals are complicated and terrifying. I was taught the lie that men and boys are not allowed to wait. I was taught the lie that it's okay for men to have a high body count, but not women. And, um, I was taught the lie that virginity exists. I was taught the lie that hymens are a sign of virginity. I was taught the lie that all women are born with vaginas. I was taught the lie that the first time is going to hurt a lot. I was taught the lie that if someone buys you something or or does something nice for you, you always owe them sex. I, I was taught the lie that too much sex will stretch you out. I was taught the lie that women don't think about sex very much. I was taught the lie that All women don't like casual sex. I was taught the lie that only boys and men buy the condoms. I was taught the lie that frigid wives make cheating husbands. I was taught the lie that you have to wax. I was taught the lie that you can't have sex on your period. I was taught the lie that sex is supposed to hurt sometimes. I was taught I was taught the lie that once you start having sex you're not allowed to say stop. I was taught the lie that all women don't watch porn. I was taught the lie that sexual harassment and street harassment are both normal. I was taught the lie that everybody's doing it meaning sex having. Here's, here's what I'll say. I've learned not to watch porn out of dread. 
I've learned not to watch porn out of distress. I've learned not to watch porn out of worry. I've learned not to watch porn out of fear. I've learned not to watch porn out of apprehension. I've learned not to watch porn out of uneasiness. I've learned not to watch porn out of suspense. I've learned not to watch porn out of anxiety. I've learned to not watch porn out of nervousness. I've learned not to watch porn out of mortification. I've learned not to watch porn out of hysteria. I've learned not to watch porn out of panic. I've learned not to watch porn out of terror. I've learned not to watch porn out of horror. I've learned not to watch porn out of fright. I've learned not to watch porn out of shock. I've learned not to watch porn out of alarm. I've learned not to watch porn out of false sympathy. I've learned not to watch porn out of mono nowhere. I've learned not to watch porn out of false pity. I learned not to watch porn out of rejection. I learned not to watch porn out of loneliness. I learned not to watch porn out of isolation. I learned not to watch porn out of insults. I learned not to watch porn out of insecurity. I learned not to watch porn out of humiliation. I learned not to watch porn out of homesickness. I learned not to watch porn out of embarrassment. I learned not to watch porn out of dejection. I learned not to watch porn out of defeatism. I learned not to watch porn out of alienation. I learned not to watch porn out of neglect. I learned not to watch porn out of remorse. I learned not to watch porn out of regret. I learned not to watch porn out of guilt. I learned not to watch porn out of shame. I learned, I've learned not to watch porn out of displeasure. I learned not to watch porn out of dismay. I've learned not to watch porn out of disappointment. I learned not to watch porn out of melancholy. I learned not to watch porn out of misery. I learned not to watch porn out of woe. I learned not to watch porn out of sorrow. I learned not to watch porn out of grief. I learned not to watch porn out of unhappiness. I learned not to watch porn out of glumness. I learned not to watch porn out of gloom. I learned not to, I've learned not to watch porn out of despair. I learned not to watch porn out of depression. I learned not to watch porn out of sadness. I learned, I've learned not to watch porn out of hurt. I learned not to watch porn out of anguish. I learned not to watch porn out of agony. I learned not to watch porn out of suffering. I learned not to watch porn out of torture. I learned not to watch porn out of torment. I learned not to watch porn out of jealousy. I learned not to watch porn out of envy. I learned not to watch porn out of loathing. I learned not to watch porn out of contempt. I learned not to watch porn out of revulsion. I learned not to watch porn out of disgust. I learned not to watch porn out of resentment. I learned not to watch porn out of dislike. I learned not to watch porn out of vengefulness. I learned not to watch porn out of spite. I learned not to watch porn out of scorn. I learned not to watch porn out of hatred. I learned not to watch porn out of bitterness. I learned not to watch porn out of ferocity. I learned not to watch porn out of hostility. I learned not to watch porn out of wrath. I learned not to watch porn out of fury. I learned not to watch porn out of outrage. I learned not to watch porn out of anger. I learned not to watch porn out of rage. I learned not I learned not to watch porn out of frustration. I learned not to watch porn out of exasperation. I've learned not to watch porn out of cross pass cross patch. I learned not to watch porn when I'm grumpy. I learned not to watch porn when I'm grouchy. I learned not to watch I learned not I learned not watch porn out of annoyance. I learned not to watch porn out of agitation. I've learned not to watch porn out of aggravation. I've learned not to watch porn out of irritability. I'll say this. I've learned not to turn to erotica 
whenever I feel heartache, moodiness, perturbation, vexation, dissatisfaction, nor impatience. I've learned that my wet dreams, sex dreams, sexual daydreams, nocturnal emissions should never happen because of unsolved problems nor because of unresolved conflicts and issues. And I've learned not to check out attractive people out of Out of injury, out of damage, out of injustice, out of harm, out of hurt, and out of wrong. Um, I've learned not to date out of trauma triggers, trigger warnings, content warnings, acute stress disorder, emotional dysregulation, hypervigilance, repressed memories, survivor guilt, Traumatic couplings, trauma reminders, trauma stresses, trauma stimulus, flashbacks, panic attacks, and post-traumatic stress. I learned that those are the wrong reasons to do dating. And... Um, This is so helpful to me also because there's more for me to tell you. So, um, here are the last set of reasons of all the last set of reasons why I very rarely date and very rarely have sex. So... Basically, this is adult grooming, right? So, I'm gonna tell you parts of my, you know, how it worked out poorly for me. 
So there is what is called sexual grooming. Sexual grooming refers to actions or behaviors used to establish an emotional connection with a minor and sometimes the child's family to lower the child's inhibitions with the objective of sexual abuse. It can occur in various settings, including online, in person, and through other means of communication. Children who are groomed may experience mental health issues, including anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress, and suicidal thoughts. Um... I'm going to tell you that all these things did happen to me. Um, for ex- it says to establish a good relationship with a child and child's family, child groomers might do several things. They might try to gain the child or parents' trust by befriending them with the goal of easy access to the child. All the above happened to me. A trusting relationship with the family means the child's parents are less likely to believe potential accusations. Child groomers might look for opportunities to have time alone with the child, which can be done by offering to babysit. The groomers may also invite the child for sleepovers for opportunistic bed sharing. All the above occurred to me. They might give gifts or money to the child in exchange for sexual contact for no apparent reason. All the above occurred to me. Commonly, they show pornography to the child or talk about sexual topics with the child, hoping to make it easy for the child to accept such acts, thus normalizing the behavior. All the above happened to me. They may also engage in hugging, kissing, or other physical contact, even when the child does not want it. All the above happened to me. When grooming techniques are successful, the resulting compliance of the child can be misinterpreted as consent, and the child treated as if they were not a victim of crime when the behavior is considered criminal can still be perceived as a lesser offense. All the above happened to me. Some offenders prefer sexual gratification from less obvious types of behaviors and grooming behaviors in and of themselves are the goal as they provide a chance to engage in a paraphilia. All the above occurred to me. Signs that characterize child groomers include a person who takes an unusual interest in a child, particularly if the interest is primarily focused on their physical appearance, behavior, activities. A person who, all the above occurred to me. A person who tries to communicate with a child online or in person in secret, outside the knowledge of the child's parents or guardians. All the above occurred to me. A person who attempts to isolate a child from their friends or family or discourages a child from spending time with others or a person who asks a child to keep secrets or who makes this child feel like they are special, important in a way that is inappropriate. All the above occurred to me. This is all happening to me at five years of age. Sexual grooming of children also occurs on the internet. Some abusers sometimes posing as children themselves chat with children online and make arrangements to meet with them in person. All the above occurred to me. We're talking about instant messaging logs, chat rooms. Because these were adults seeking sexual conversations with me, which they did. All the above occurred to me.
Online sexual exploitation, cyber sex trafficking crimes all occurred to me at five years old. Cyber grooming individuals, that occurred to me too at five. And these were all violent offenders. Okay, there's more. What is sexual grooming? It's when a sexual predator builds a relationship with a child or adult to abuse and exploit them. Five-year-old me dealt with that. They built trust but use it to control, isolate, and abuse their victims emotionally, physically, and sexually. Five-year-old me dealt with all that. A groomer often comes across as charming, helpful, and kind at first. It could be easy to trust them and lower your guard, but they often use threats, violence, or other coercion to force you into sexual activity you don't want. Five-year-old me dealt with all that. They target underage children or vulnerable teenagers or adults. Five-year-old me dealt with all that. Here's some ways to spot sexual grooming. Where does sexual grooming happen? It can happen anywhere and in many situations. Some examples include in person, virtual on the internet, within organizations like schools or the workplace over social media. All that occurred to me when I was five years old. All of it. Um, groomers might be strangers, but they can also be someone you know, such as family members, friends, cl- classmates, coworkers, private members of the community. All the groomers were within disorganized crime. As well as strangers. And the only fan member, my mother's brother. But yes, those were all the groomers. And I dealt with all of them at five years old. It says, what are the stages of sexual grooming? While grooming can happen in different ways, Most sexual predators use certain grooming patterns. Five-year-old me dealt with all that. But grooming doesn't happen overnight and there are red flags along the way. Stages of grooming can often look like step one. There was victim selection of me as a five-year-old boy. For example, the groomer scoped me out as their victim first by observing me for a period of time. They chose me based on how easy it is to get how easy it was to get in touch with me or how vulnerable I seemed. For example, some groomers did target me as a child because I often didn't have adults around me. Um, number two, there were groomers that gained access to me, their victim, and they built trust with me. They did try to become my friend by striking up casual conversations with me. They did seem charming and friendly to lower my guard in hopes I'll become less alert around them. I, I hope in hopes that I did become less alert around them. Step three, they built trust with me. Once they had access to me, they showered me with praises and they wanted to spend one-on-one time with me. They did give me gifts and attention and they shared secrets traumatic secrets with me 
to make me feel special. Step four, they isolated me. As they gained my trust, they started to pull me away from my family, my friends, and my classmates. That isolation tactic of theirs did give me the chance to become their one true friend or go-to person, even though it was all psychosis-driven. Um, step five, they did normalize abusive behavior and desensitize sexual touch all when it came to me. At that point, once they cut me off from my support system and my circle of my loved ones, they did start to touch me sexually. This did include hugs, wrestling, playful, uh, tickling, caressing, fondling, groping, um, touching heads, being inside my personal space, holding hands, and and like holding me and cuddling and snuggling with me and even massaging me. They did show me porn and I saw them introduce alcohol and drugs to other people. They knew I didn't have an addictive personality, so that's why they didn't bother. Um, they did also ask me to take sexual photos and sexual videos of them. And they shared them with their predator perpetrator friends who sexually predated me and sexually perpetrated me too. Um... Step six, they did, I felt like they, as a child, I felt like they did maintain control and power over me. Subconsciously, I felt this way. By this last stage, the groomers did use their closeness to me to manipulate me. They did demand and blackmail me for sexual favors. They did use physical violence sometimes to get what they want from me. Um, so how does a sexual, how does these sexual, how did these sexual groomers target me? They targeted me because they usually started low key behaviors that didn't seem quote unquote inappropriate to others. Some of their common behaviors were, they came across as very fond of me and interested in me as their certain child. They often look for opportunities to be alone with me as a child. They did get involved in normal daily routines and pitching help such as giving me rides and quote unquote tutoring me. Um, they did become friendly with people I, I knew. Some with my mom's brother, but they showed special interest in only bonding with me as a child rather than with adults. They played favorites with 
me in terms of all the families they knew. They bought me as a child gifts and treats. They gained the trust of my mom's brother so that I as a child stayed in contact with them. They had a pattern of age and gender preference when they picked out victims, including me. So signs of sexual grooming that they did to me. Here are the telltale signs of grooming they did to me. They they were always purposely walking in on me as a child changing clothes. They were always walking in on me as a child when I was in the bathroom. They were always asking me as a child to watch them in the bathroom bathing or when they were on the toilet. I'm sorry, they're always asking me as a child to watch them in the bathroom bathing. They're always bathing me as a child. They're always asking me as a child to watch them when they're on the toilet. They were always touching my genitals and tickling me in those areas. They were engaging activities where I as a child would need to remove their clothes like swimming or even their version of strip poker and true or false games where where clothing removal was not optional's requirement by them. Um, They always... They were always taking photos when I, as a child, was nude or had very little clothing on, but they would destroy those photos quickly after to avoid legal prosecution. They are always talking to me about sexual topics as part of quote-unquote education. They're always showing me porn and sexual images. They're always telling me, as a child, sexual jokes. They're always wrestling or playing around in in just my underwear or with very little clothing. Um, I saw adult sexual grooming of each other. Um, Looked like a harmless friendship, but it wasn't. Those adult sexual groomers did use this to build false trust and gain unfortunate access to them in their daily personal professional lives. They did use flattering words. Flattering promises, flattering actions to win them over. And um, these adults were tricked into these so-called relationships. The adult groomers did make up lies about who they were and faked their entire persona details like where they work, who their friends and family members were all fabrications. They did this to gain the trust, access, and interest before they isolated and manipulated them to establish control and maintain power 
and maintain power over them to get to get what they wanted. So, as you know, in my childhood, there was trafficking, modern-day slavery form, forced fraud, coercion, forced victims into sex acts, sex trafficking, involuntary prostitution. I, I was victimized by that. Forced labor is also known as involuntary servitude, where you're forced to work even if you don't give consent to happen to me. Debt bondage, when, what happens when your body is used to pay off someone's debts that happen to me. Signs that I was being groomed for trafficking. I suddenly have new expensive gifts or cash to spend. That happened to me. You see changes in their behavior and attitude. That happened to me. They began to hang out with new friends or social circles and they cut off older friendships. That did happen to me. They start to become detached from their family members, the usual circle of friends, and become disengaged from their usual hobbies. That happened to me. Um... And I can pretty much pinpoint why these things happened to me. Um, they targeted me because I was a person who was considered to have physical slash mental disabilities. And so in their minds, it made it easier to make me more dependent on them as the groomers. Um, because I already been through abuse as it was harder for me to recognize patterns of unhealthy aspects in human conduct. Um, they perceived me as having low self-esteem as it may in, they perceived me as having low self-esteem as it did make it easier for them to make me feel quote-unquote special for getting the the, the the groomer's attention from from me to them um and the, you know they felt like I was unpopular and had family problems as it made it easier for them to isolate me those are all the reasons why they were targeting me So I want to make it clear that I also saw adult grooming. Um, I saw targeting specific adult individuals or types of adult individuals, particular adult ages, adult genders, adult parents, etc., Building trust with families of adults and adult communities to gain increased access to other adults. I saw building trust with the adults. I saw them position themselves as a particularly strong and safe presence in an adult's life. They were finding excuses to spend time alone with the adult. They are isolating adults from caretakers, peers, and friends. They're requesting that the adults keep secrets from other caregivers and friends. Pattern of unnecessary touch, such as back pats or massaging, putting an arm around adults, etc. Exposing adults to sexual and 
erotic conversations in sexual media and erotic media. They're giving gifts to adults without appropriate occasions for doing so. Frequent contact with the adults via social media or text or phone calls or voicemails or video chats. They were um, emotionally identifying with adults as adults to the point of creepiness. They were taking excessive interest and engagement in adults' media. They're spending an excessive amount of time with adults, around adults. They're expressing unusual interest in adults' sexual development, comments on their body... To the point of basically sexualizing them. So there were adults who had extreme mood swings and changes, adults who had sleep disturbances such as nightmares, adults who suffered from inappropriate and excessive sexual behaviors, conversations, and knowledge. There are adults who had avoidance or fear of specific places, people, and activities. There are adults who had decreased interest in school, work, friends, and hobbies. There are adults who had changes in professional performance and behavior. There are adults who had increased in unexplained health issues such as frequent headaches, stomach aches. There are adults who are being overly or fearfully obedient to other caretakers or people in positions of power. There are adults who had pain or infection to the general areas of their ages, especially if this it, it did occur frequently. They had, their adults had aggressive behaviors such as thumb-sucking or bedwetting in their youth. Um, adult grooming is real. And I don't say that gleefully. I say that with despondency in my heart. Um... So I saw adults um, being sexually assaulted. Um, you know, I, um, this is hard for me to talk about, so that's why I'm stammering. I did see adult sexual assault. Adult sexual assault is an act in which one 
intentionally sexually touches another adult without that adult's consent or coerces or physically forces an adult to engage in a sexual act against their adult will. It is a form of adult sexual violence that includes adult sexual abuse, adult groping, adult rape, forced adult sexual penetration, no matter how slight, drug-facilitated adult sexual assault, and the torture of the adult in a sexual manner. So I saw those things. And yes, I did see child sexual assault, which is an act in which one intentionally sexually touches another child without that child's consent or coerces or physically forces a child to engage in a sexual act against their child will. It is a form of sexual violence. It is a form of child sexual violence that includes child sexual abuse, child groping, child rape, forced child sexual penetration, no matter how slight, drug-facilitated child sexual assault, and the torture of the child in a sexual manner. Um, even through the clothes of the children and the clothes of the adults, I saw that type of sexual assault too. So I saw child and I saw child sexual abuse and adult sexual abuse. So I saw, um... Indecent exposure of the genitals to a child. I saw the indecent exposure of the genitals to an adult. I saw displaying pornography to a child. I saw displaying pornography to an adult. I saw actual sexual contact against a child. I saw actual sexual contacts contact against an adult. I saw physical contact with the child's genitals. I saw physical contact with the adult's genitals. I saw viewing of the child's genitalia without physical contact. I saw viewing of the adult's genitalia without physical contact. I saw using a child to produce child pornography. I saw using an adult to produce adult pornography, including live streaming sexual abuse of children, including live streaming sexual abuse of the adults. Um... I saw the asking or pressuring a child to engage in sexual activities regardless of the outcome. I saw the asking or pressuring an adult to engage in sexual activities regardless of the outcome. I saw child sexual abuse, which is a form of child abuse in which an adult or older adolescent abuses a child for sexual stimulation. I saw adult sexual abuse, which is a form of adult abuse in which an adult abuses an adult for sexual stimulation. And I saw these things, so... Um, I did see domestic violence and domestic sexual violence. I saw intimate partner violence and partner sexual violence. I saw elderly sexual assault and elder abuse. I saw the groping of adults and children. I saw the rape of adults and children. Um, I saw the sexual harassment of adults and children. I saw the street harassment of adults and children. I saw the mass... I saw mass sexual assault. Um... Large groups of men surrounding assaulting women, groping, manual penetration, and fraudish, but 
and penile rape. I saw that too. I saw the mass sexual assault of men involves large groups of women surrounding assaulting men, groping, using sex toys as the manual penetration and fraudage, but also using sex toys as the penile rape of men. I saw that growing up in the crime world. Um, so yes, these are things I've, I have, I've witnessed adult grooming, child grooming, and these are other reasons why I very rarely have sex and very rarely date because there is countless numbers of child groomers and adult groomers in this world. And, um... I want to make this clear. The reason why... Another set of reasons why I very rarely have sex, very rarely date, because a lot of people think badly of pansexual people like me. They say this lie that pansexual people don't exist. I'm one of them. They say that pansexual people are just going through a phase. Nope. My nature disagrees with that. They say that pansexual people are sexually greedy. No. We are sexually self-controlled human beings. They say that us pansexual people are cheaters. No. Fidelity is what we're sensitized to. They say that all pansexual people are polyamorous. No. Some of us are monogamous, monoamory type people. They say that pansexual people are scared of commitment. No. We're scared of stupidity. We're scared of bigotry. We're scared of a lack of common sense. We're scared of inhumanity. Then they say that, well, all women and all effeminate men are pansexual. No. Straight women exist. And effeminate men, a lot of them are straight guys. Um, They say that pansexual people track anything that moves. No. We have excellent standards and we're proud of that. They say that pansexual people are only attracted to pots and pans. No. We like adult human beings. We're not stimulated by inanimate objects. They say that pansexual people spread HIV. No, the biggest spreaders of HIV infection are cisgender heterosexuals. They say that pansexual people live for threesomes. There are pansexual people that don't like group sex. 
They say that Pan Erasure is a myth. No. Because heteronormativity exists. They say that pansexual people are small. Pansexual people are small numbered. More of us are publicly saying we're pansexual. Which is why the Google searches and Yahoo searches keep increasing because more of us keep saying that we're pansexual. So, because there are a lot of people who believe all of these bullshits about us, that's why I have to very rarely date and very rarely have sex. And, um... So I just um, really had to share these things so people understand the type of heart that I have. And um, I did witness disability sexual assault too, by the way. But let me get back. I, I wanted people to understand the type of heart that I have. Now you fully understand why I very rarely, very rarely date, very rarely have sex. Because there are so many people in this world. This is the best way to end, shall we? There are so many people in this world that are sexually selfish, sexually egocentric, sexually egotistic, sexually egotistical sexually egomaniacal, sexually self-centered, sexually self-regarding, sexually self-absorbed, sexually self-obsessed, sexually self-seeking, sexually self-serving, sexually wrapped up in oneself, sexually unmindful, sexually heedless, sexually uncaring, sexually unthinking, sexually thoughtless, sexually inconsiderate, Sexually insensitive, sexually tactless, sexually uncharitable, sexually unkind, sexually miserly, sexually mercenaries, sexually opportunistic, sexually out for one can get, sexually mean, sexually looking after number one, meaning themselves. And they're lacking sexual consideration for others, concerned sexually chiefly with their own sexual personal profit and sexual pleasure. They're all about their sexual actions, their sexual motives themselves, sexual persons to the exclusion of, of other people. And a lot of these people are not displaying sexual sympathy, sexual concern for others. They're not feeling sexual interest in or attaching sexual importance to other people. Um, 
they're not sexually altruistic, not sexually considerate, not sexually generous, not sexually selfless, not sexually unselfish. And they're so sexually self-important, they're sexually vain, sexually conceited. They're sexually self-admiring. They're sexually self-interested. They're sexually boastful. They're sexually bragging. They're sexually self-regarding. They think too highly of themselves sexually. They're sexually vainglorious. They're sexually haughty. They're sexually arrogant. They're sexually imperious. They're sexually swaggering. They're sexually cocky. They think a lot about themselves sexually too much. They're sexually overweening. They're sexually futile, sexually useless, sexually pointless, sexually meaningless, sexually worthless. And they are having or showing an excessively sexually high opinion of their sexual abilities, their sexual worth, and their sexual appearances. They are sexually nugatory, meaning they're of no sexual value or sexual importance. They're sexually insignificant, sexually trivial, sexually trifling, sexually valueless, of no sexual consequence. Uh, They're sexually inconsequential. They're sexually unimportant because they're sexually full of themselves. If you want unnecessary sexual consequences, go to them because they're sexually ineffective. They are of no sexual force or sexual effect. They're sexually frivolous, they're sexually inoperative. They're sexually piddling, they're sexually inadequate. And they are living, breathing, sexually useless excuses. I stopped watching softcore porn clips half an hour ago. And I stopped watching sex news, movies, and television all because Because even though I'm pro softcore porn and pro sex scenes and television and movies, I stopped watching them because I also had to recognize that um, they don't portray the sexual process of making or becoming sexually sound or sexually healthy again. Um... There's nothing about this sex that 
alleviates our sexual pain, assuages our sexual pain, palliates our sexual pain, relieves our sexual pain, ameliorates our sexual pain, eases our sexual pain, softens the sexual pain, lessens the sexual pain, or helps the sexual pain. Um, to not sexually overcome us. Um, In fact, I dare say that the sexual, a lot of the sexual media in our society, even on on pro-ethical sexual media, um, I recognize that the sexual unethical media of our society is why it, it shows people being, it shows people wallowing in being sexually broken, sexually fractured, sexually shattered, sexually hurt, sexually ruptured, sexually burst, sexually splintered, sexually smashed, sexually in pieces, sexually collapsed, sexually destroyed, sexually pulverized, sexually crumpled, sexually mutilated, sexually bruised, sexually injured, sexually damaged, sexually rent, sexually split, sexually cracked, sexually mangled, sexually dismembered, sexually fragmentary, Sexually disintegrated, sexually crippled, sexually shredded, sexually crushed, sexually gashed, sexually defective, sexually bust, not sexually whole, not sexually intact, not sexually sound, not functioning sexually properly, sexually inoperable, sexually in need of repair, and sexual disrepair, out of sexual order, uh, sexually busted. Sexually gone to pot, sexually fucked up, sexually screwed up, sexually shot, sexually shot to shit, sexual shit hits the fan, sexually gone haywire, sexually on the fritz, sexually on the blanks, sexually gone to pieces, sexually out of whack, sexually out of commission, sexually faulty, sexually discontinuous, sexually spasmodic, sexually erratic, sexually intermittent, sexually irregular, sexually incoherent said of sexual speech sexually muttered sexually unintelligible sexually mumbled and sexually dilapidated sexually battered sexually broken hearted sexually despondent sexually grieved sexually sad and Sexually incomprehensible, sexually disjointed, sexually disconnected, sexually unconnected, sexually disordered, sexually mixed up, sexually garbled, sexually jumbled, sexually scrambled, sexually rambling, sexually wandering, sexually discursive, sexually disorganized, sexually uncoordinated, sexually illogical, sexually inarticulate, sexually muttered, sexually stuttered, sexually stammered, sexually slurred, sexually in Enjoyate, sexually hard to follow, sexually unclear, sexually muddled, sexually confused, of a sexually spoken or sexually written language, sexually expressed in a sexually incomprehensible, sexually confusing way.
many people are wondering how were the condoms put on you when you were a, a younger man. Um, the women would put on the condoms they got for me for free before we had sex. They would put on the um, purchase condoms they got for me. Sometimes they bought condoms for me. And the Beacon College condoms from my school that were free, they would put those condoms on to me before we um, before we had sex. Um, how does my sexual past make me feel? Sad, unhappy, sorrowful, dejected, regretful, depressed, downcast, miserable, downhearted, down, despondent, despairing, Disconsolate, out of sorts, desolate, bowed down, wretched, glum, gloomy, doleful, dismal, blue, melancholy, melancholic, low-spirited, mournful, woeful, woe-begone, forlorn, crestfallen, broken-hearted, heartbroken, inconsolable, grief-stricken, down in the mouth, down in the dumps. I hate all aspects of my sexual past. How does all the aspects of the bad parts of my childhood and all the aspects of the sex crimes against me and others in my childhood make me feel? I feel irate, annoyed, cross, vexed, irritated, exasperated, indignant, aggrieved, irked, piqued. Displeased, provoked, galled, resentful, furious, enraged, infuriated, in a temper, incensed, raging, in- incandescent, wrathful, fuming, ranting, raving, seething, frenzy, in a frenzy, beside myself, outraged, in high dungeon, irascible, bad tempered, hot tempered, choleric, splenetic, dyspeptic. Tetchy, testy, crabby, waspish, hostile, antagonistic, dark, dirty, filthy, mad, hopping, mad, wild, livid, boiling, apoplectic, aerated, hot under the collar, riled on the warpath, up in arms, all guns blazing, foaming at the mouth, steamed up in a lather, fit to be tied, aggravated, snappy, snappish, Shirty, stroppy, snarky, ratty, edgy, and a patty. As cross as two sticks, sore, bent out of shape, sore headed, teed off, ticked off, pissed off, rope, ropeable, snaky, crook, vex, and a bait, waxy, ireful, wroth, heated, hot, passionate, fiery, stormy, tempestuous, lively, ill tempered, acrimonious. Bitter, pissed, feeling or showing strong annoyance, displeasure, hostility, full of anger. All these synonyms mean anger, like I use all the synonyms for sad. And I'm feeling or showing sorrow, unhappy. Because my sexual past and all the bad parts of my childhood 
was and is and always forever will be pathetically inadequate or unfashionable.